I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 135. How very fancy. How very fancy. Yeah. It does feel like a grown-up number. It does. Thirties are dragging on a bit though, I feel. Five. Yeah, I know, but it feels, it feels like an age. Oh dear, the twenties, you were young, you yeah. were carefree. I thought when you said that, I thought, was it 37, 38? It's not only like 35. But surely every week is a joy. Well, obviously. We get to drink and talk of murder. What more can one want? Exactly. So, That's all very good. The foundation of this podcast, Nick. <laughs> if we don't have that, we don't have a lot else. How are you, Nick? I'm all right, got a drink. Woo. Can have a chat. Woo. Got a microphone in front of me. Woo. As well, I always do when I have a chat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You have taken to doing that in the pub, actually, bringing your microphone and going, yeah. oh, this is for me, not for you. Absolutely, yes. I have to record my every utterance now. <laughs> oh, is there any poisonings this week? Uh, no. Uh, no? No, no, don't believe so. Sure. It's been quite mild and calm. Yeah. I- I'm afraid that I've just been poisoned. Because I've gone very weird. <laughs> you have gone, but this this afternoon you have gone slightly peculiar. It has to be said. <laughs> I think I haven't had enough vegetables today or something. <laughs> or enough. I have existed today on a piece of toast, a couple of bits of cake, because it was my husband's birthday yesterday, and a few sweet potato fries. Well, I'm sorry. You could have had much more. We went out for brunchy lunchiness. <laughs> brunchy lunchiness. And I had a lovely burgery thing. Emma had a lovely book. No, I would just have one sweet potato fry, please. Well, I wasn't hungry at well, the time. I filled up on cake. Well, I'm not saying these were good decisions no, I've made. You just had some chocolate. What are you complaining I know, about? I think permanent sugar crash all day, and I've just gone to like, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't feel right. <laughs> it's cold, so cold. Quick, suck on a pumpkin. It's one there. <laughs> <laughs> we have our pre-cocktail cocktails. Mm-hmm. I've got a nice red hook. Ooh. So I ordered some more bourbon and forgot the fucking Campari. Oh. Again, after lecturing me after for using up you. all but a thimbleful. Well, speaking of being secretly poisoned and having to suffer life without Campari, <laughs> I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. I mean, has anyone ever such a, suffered such? No. But these people might have, but they've oh, okay. come through it to join us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So we have first to thank James Mothy Marks. To Jade Harwood Cresswell. To Cricket Bidwell. Jennifer Bishop. And to Sarah Mark. Thank you very much. We hope you have Campari. And that you drink it. Yes, unlike Sinead who drank on mine. Thank you, delicious, delicious Patreon subscribers. You're very, very sexy. We've had an interesting time on Patreon this week. Are we? A tale of love affairs gone wrong. Yeah. Trying to poison trying each to other. Trying to poison and then end up with strangling. And then say, oh, I will throttle you, that'll be yeah, fine. it's easy enough. Oh, yes. What drama there was. What, there was a great deal of drama. No, it's a lovely place over on Patreon. If you come and join us, you'll have access to over 117 episodes. That's a bit mad. It is. And lots of bonus content. Bloopers new gag reel has gone out today I saw that went out today do listen back and a few people have commented oh. on certain bits of it while they were driving through customs and they went oh I should not be listening to this on the radio <laughs> <laughs> yes that's how saucy it gets over on Patreon if you want to know what the hell we're talking about please feel free to hop over to patreon.com forward slash the poisonous cabinet and you can see if you want to join us for a bit or forever. Forever and ever and ever. Never and ever and ever. What of us, what of us, what of us. Well, Nick, are you ready? Probably not. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Or. <laughs> I'm waiting. With anticipation. Bitch. 
<laughs> we could drink poison, more poison, more poison, and talk about cocktails. I want to. Oh, I'm having a cocktail. I want another cocktail. Yeah, yeah. So some some sort of mashup of the two. Mashup of the two. Marvelous. That's never been an option before. You've always been quite binary in your in your choices for for 135 episodes. Now, now we can mix it up a bit. We can drink cocktails and talk about cocktails, but also there should be some murder. <laughs> so we're drinking cocktails. We're talking about cocktails. Alternatively, drinking poison and talking about poison. I think we would talk about poison if we drunk it. We'd be going, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> should we go with the first one? I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with the first one. Hooray! 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 It is my story this week. We can't. We can't. We can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand as you know dear listeners every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavor our cocktail of the week and this week's secret ingredient is hmm. a maid a maid indeed a maid a maid yeah. a maid a maid <laughs> do you get that reference no and i saw you and tracy talking about it on instagram <laughs> several people yeah. have jumped on so there's some sort of sondime reference there that i'm that unfortunately i'm not getting absolute love respect endless joy to everyone who referenced the song everybody ought to have a maid from uh... a funny thing happened on the way to the forum the film version of that <laughs> I grew up with as a child. When you watch it back now, you go, ooh, that's not progressive no, at that's all. Not, no, that's no. less good now. Oh, no, no, no. Surely Hilarious not. performances from Zero Mostel, Phil uh, Silver, absolutely brilliant. Not very progressive at all. It's just, oh dear, let's sell women. <laughs> well. But it does have some very good songs. Well, it's got some very good songs. So what, what yeah. What does it matter, really? Everybody to have a maid. Da, 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 da. Everybody I mean, you can say that about Sweeney Todd. It's not very progressive. A lot of murder, a lot of cutting people's heads off. Yeah, so that's more fantastical, throats. I guess. Well, I don't know. It gives me all the wrong idea sometimes. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Yes, with a maid. Now, you were excited when I said a maid. Well, there are a lot of options. There are a lot of options. Are there? Well, yeah, you've got, you've got an old maid. That's a card game. It's also a drink. Oh. You can have a Kentucky maid. Oh. You can have an Irish maid. Hey. You can have a French maid. Ooh, ooh. Loads of loads of maids. Ooh, there are lots of maids. There are lots of maids, and it all seems to be cucumber based. No, what? Yeah, the maid, the maidy cocktails are generally a spirit with some cucumber, and other bits and pieces, not just a spirit with Why? a stick of cucumber in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the maid's bored one evening. What is the maid doing, and what services is she providing? <laughs> just... Generally, the cucumber is muddled. <laughs> I'm sure it not is. Just, not just whole. I'm sure that cucumber is confused. Confused, bewildered. It's just a despairing. maid walking along with a set of towels and a cucumber on top. <laughs> so those those are options. But why? You look like an old maid is gin, cucumber, Kentucky maid is bourbon, Irish maid, whiskey, and um, muddly muddly, and other things as well. That's weird. Yeah, but I thought no, I don't want to do that because one of the things I know most in life is cucumber and gin. Can't stand it. No, I'm not a fan of the cucumber and gin. None of that cucumber in general. But a cucumber sandwich has its place. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh god, the place is the bin. Really? Yeah. Nice, Ab- nice, nice thin cut. No, absolutely White not. bread, lots of really good salted butter. The uh, butter yeah. is the main the, event. The butter is the thing. Just give me a butter sandwich. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Fair point. Just get rid of the cucumber. <laughs> the illusion of vegetables. <laughs> the illusion of vegetables. Well, it's better than a carrot sandwich. Y- yes, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm not sure there's much of a comparison. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever seen a carrot sandwich before. Uh, there's a reason. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. I've not, I'm not making any of those. Good. Because I don't want to. <laughs> I think it's important that you don't yeah, now. Absolutely. So then I thought, ooh, I thought made adjacent. Made adjacent. Made adjacent. Well, and then I thought, ooh, made paraphernalia. Okay. So I'm making a feather duster cruster. <laughs> it's a feather duster cruster. Oh, oh a cruster. Yeah. Oh, and someone cruster. actually put this on Instagram. I thought, no, I thought of it first. <laughs> Weapon of the, the maid, yes. <laughs> the, the weapon of the duster. maid, the feather duster. Oh, the greatest poison of them all. Ooh, it's saucy. This is—is is this going to turn into some sort of Joe Walton esque play? Potentially. Ooh, a feather duster cruster. I'm very frightened. <laughs> feather duster cruster. I mean, it's a terrifying name. Mm, will it tickle us? Well, we'll find out. Mm, tickle the taste buds. Tickle, tickle the taste buds. And other areas. <laughs> yes, and the cucumber. The cucumber. I see. That'll be well and truly tickled. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I am happy about all of this. I'm glad. And we have had a cruster before. We have with a lemon cluster. Yes, and that was uh, terrifying to yeah. look at. This you have to drink through a feather duster <laughs> as, as, a, as a straw. Ooh, no, ooh, <laughs> no, no ooh, that entirely. makes my teeth go blur, blur. <laughs> no, 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 feathers. And, uh, this is going to be an experience. Yeah, I it really is. I am excited. I think it is time for us to dust our way into the poisonous cabinet <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> To dust our way in. You dust as you go, all right? Do you? Right, yeah. you, go on then. Get on with it. Well, let's go. Well, let's go, come on the, then. <laughs> into the poisonous cabinet kitchen. And shall we shake up a stall? Let's do that. See you in a minute. <laughs> See you in a bit.
And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, ooh, mm. a feather duster cruster. Now, it looks resplendent. It looks interesting. This is the most interesting looking drink I think we've had in a while. It's been a while. Yes. Now, the last cruster we had was a concoction with a champagne flute and then powdery, sugary, and then half a lemon, and, and hollowed out a lemon. hollowed out lemon wedged in there. And then some sort of straw, and there was a lot of incidents that yeah. happened there. But this is this is a very vibrant red Red, yeah, pinky, 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 pinky red, pinky red color. but with a dust, almost like a dusting of snow around the edge. <laughs> yes, or a sugar crust, in fact. Or a sugar crust. It looks like snow. Shut up. <laughs> okay, let's go it's with winter. snow. It's quite a sw- strong sweet smell. There is quite a strong sweet smell. I'll give you that. There we are. Yes. Could you'll be give- the- oh, you'll give me that, will you? It could you? be the- all the sugar. All right. Well, I think it's time to dive it now with a crust of thing. Mm. There's a lot to chew through before we get to the drink. <laughs> but let us- Let's give it a go. Dive in. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the crust is so disconcerting because it's really thick and you're like, I don't know, do I bite this off? Do I drink it? I don't know what's happening. I'm trying again. <laughs> and then it's a very tart kind of yeah. drink afterwards, which is quite nice. But <laughs> <laughs> Every time I put my lips to it, I'm like... Ugh. It's like, it's like drinking through sandpaper. It's very peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> The drink itself is is, yeah. is is nice. I like that. I may I may have gone over the board on a sugary rim. So <laughs> I think you might have just a bit. It's less of a rim, more of a, a an iceberg. <laughs> sort of a glacial drift yeah. that's happened here. Uh, yes, it's quite a thick rim. Oh no, I'm um. gonna have to pick it off now. <laughs> it's very weird to drink because of the thickness of the rim. Chipped away a second. Chipped away. <laughs> And now I've gotten to the meat of the matter, yeah. It's it's a nice drink. It's really fresh yeah. and um, fruity. It's quite sweet. The sugar is not helping on that front, I feel. No, yeah. It do, it, it's gotten a, a powerful sweet aroma, I think that's the thing I'm as well. I'm liking it because the drink itself is, is a little bit tart, but then the sugariness yeah. you get with the... Uh, do you get sugariness? With the, with the rim. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> an experience strange, as well as a drink. Strange lapping because motions. Because you're like, uh, you're like yeah, you can't... Yeah. It's, like, it's like ice. You've got to touch your tongue to it like... Uh, it's inadvisable, but still. Mm. Mm. All right, well, so talk us through it. Mm. Will I chip away? Well, what do you think is in it? Give me, give me some, give me some, give me, give me some give guesses. <laughs> lemon. There is some lemon. No lemon. Okay, I don't think there's lime in there. There is no lime. Um, so it's really, really pinky. It's got grenadine in it. Has got a drop of grenadine. Ah, there you go, there you go. It gives it that colour. And then otherwise, <laughs> has it got something floral in? It? Um. Maybe I'm confusing that with the grenadine because I'd be May- sort of like go elderflower. No, or... not elderflower. Not elderflower. Not elderflower. Sunflowers. Self-raising flower, yes. Oh, is it the thing that you accidentally bought earlier and now I have a bottle of? Yes. <laughs> Put some of that in there. Could it have a hint of passion fruit <laughs> in there? It's got a hint of passion fruit that I was manically trying to source yesterday then realised I still got a bottle you in the got cupboard. A bottle I've of got it. a bottle in the cupboard. So. <laughs> Which makes me think we have had passion fruit before. We must have done because I've got a bottle of it in the cupboards. <laughs> but completely block that one, whatever that cocktail was that had passion fruit looked syrup. Yeah, it's no. a syrup. So, yeah, it's yeah. a syrup, yeah. Well, I don't know what the booze is, though, in it. Mm. And then there's something, something else. So the base, we have Calvados. No. Yeah. Ooh, that threw me. Yeah, bit of Calvados in there. So an apple thing going on. Then we have some maraschino cherry. Oh, nice, nice. So fruity. that may be where you get in the florally fruitiness yeah. potentially from. And then, yeah, then we have some lemon juice, some passion fruit. There is grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice? Grapefruit juice in there. Now, the recipe called for pink grapefruit juice. I could not find pink grapefruit juice in the small little shop I went to. So I had to buy golden grapefruit juice. Oh, God. So I am probably ruined the whole thing. And then uh, a few dashes of Peychaud's Creole bitters. Oh, Creole bitters? In there as well. Well, so well, it's, well, well. Yeah, so I mean, it's got a lot of stuff in there. Five or six ingredients that I would usually mm. steer clear of, but uh, I am okay with that. That is that is pretty tasty. I'm going with that. It should be a disaster. Mm. So wait, let's, let's recap that. It's got lemon in it. It's got the passion fruit. It's got grenadine for colour. It's got calvados. It's got calvados. It's got maraschino liqueur, which is Has. alcoholic, and then... Pink grapefruit, oh, golden grapefruit, grapefruit juice, juice. And, and then a whole load of sugar. And then a load of bitters, and then, yeah. And bitters, said, and bitters. And a whole load of sugar, absolutely. I think that works. Oh, yeah, I'm impressed with that, actually. That is perfectly... I think that is a great party drink. Yes, absolutely. With the sugar rim, give or take. I mean, the, yeah, the sugar rim, I mean, the one is exceptionally thick on that. I'd get slightly carried away. <laughs> you so, get um, a bit carried away, <laughs> 
with that. So I put like a layer on, put it in the fridge, put another layer on, put it in the fridge, put I another mean, layer on. I'm chipping um, through this and finding yeah. remnants of people from the Ice Age. <laughs> so so uh, perhaps a, a slightly lighter rim might have been in order. It is. Yeah. I, I think. Do you think you could make that as like a punch? You know what? I was thinking that very thing. You think absolutely you could. Yeah. Because it's, it's got enough of the fruit juiciness in there. So I think absolutely you could do that. as a, I mean, it's, it'll be a hefty punch. Um, and one you would want no little little cups that. of, like, not like pints of. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would make it quite an intriguing. And you could also fancy it up a bit, put some bits of fruit and yeah, and stuff, bits, bits of apple and all sorts of stuff in there. Yeah, delicious. I well, think it would be a good punch. Well, everyone's coming up to party season now, so that's a really good punch. And actually, you know, saying that, the, the very thick dusting of, of uh, sugar around the rim, it does look like snow. Oh, it's quite Christmassy. That it sort of ready Christ- pinky sort yeah, of Yeah, it's quite Christmassy. Where the fuck have Heather Dusters involved in this? I have no <laughs> idea. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, where is the feather duster involved? It's pink. pink feather for, dusters pink. aren't pink. No, but girls are. And girls use feather dusters. So girls are pink. <laughs> I'm going to lead you to one one whole genre of people there as well, Nick. We do love a feather duster, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yes. um, feather duster cruster. Someone, that was a late night. Good oh, yeah. In, this absolutely. worked out. This was made up. They went, hey, this is really good. And then they looked at something in the corner and went, feather duster cruster. That's it. That's what it's called. <laughs> well, you know what? I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. Yeah. Quite impressed with that. And it's a snack as well. And I'm quite enjoying all the sugar, to be honest. So be... What happened last time you had a cruster? This is true. But this there was a all... lemon involved at that point. There was a whole lemon to get through. There was, yeah. And we did it. Yeah. God damn it. I like it. With the feather duster crusters firmly in hand. The feather duster crusters gone. <laughs> it's actually gone, guys. I've finished it. More, please. This is date. You're going to need to mix up a picture of those in a minute. <laughs> but yes, we have our feather duster crusters firmly in hand. We have some dusting to do. Oh, yes. We are ready to tackle some crime. Clean up the streets. Yes. <laughs> Can we please be some sort of cop duo <laughs> that gets out of the car going, okay, we're going to clean up this town. Feather duster. <laughs> and then with a cocktail shaker and a, and a crusted rim. <laughs> it's not going to go well. The people love us. <laughs> the authorities do not have yeah, faith in our abilities. Yeah, this is a curious superhero combo we've got going on. <laughs> Only time will tell. Oh, are you ready for a story, Dave? Oh, I just think we probably should. Indeed. Okay, well, we are heading to 1826. Oh. And we're off to the pub. How delightful. Yes, I think we should go to the pub. We're Let's going to a it. pub called the Jolly Carter. Nice, okay. Was found in the tiny village of Winton, which is now part of Salford in Greater Manchester. Oh. At the Jolly Carter pub, the landlord is one Joseph Blears who runs it with his wife, Martha, and they have two servants tending to the guests. Now, we love a good pub. We do. The Jolly Carter. Sounds like a lovely place. But it's not a very jolly pub by all accounts. Oh, no. Business is not exactly booming. (laughs) The couple running it feel a bit foolish for having taken on this pub, thinking it would be a good business venture. But business is not doing so well. It's on the road to Manchester. So you have people stopping off. But it's not resplendent with locals and Um. regulars. It's not completely empty. It does have rooms that are fairly regularly used by the local Friendly Society. The Friendly Society. Friendly Society. So so friend Friendly Society's kind of, of course, they, they sort of a jack of all trades. So yeah. they can be about uh, insurance. They can be about benevolent funds for, for women and the poor and also about themselves <laughs> and just being friendly. <laughs> I'm not passing judgment. That's what they did. Um, people who pay a fee to meet there. And so that, that that gives them a bit of an income. It's not a huge amount, yeah. but still. The meeting room hire is not enough to sustain a business. The drinkers seem few and far between. And this pub on the road to a major city is not often frequented. So those who do drink in the pub seem to be as down on their luck as the poor owners. So so let's let's think full on depressing booze. I mean, it sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> There's just people sitting, staring into their drinks at the bar. There's a woman singing the blues in the background. You can imagine anyone, any travellers who do stop in, just like very quickly walk backwards out <laughs> <laughs> as the entire pub comes to a standstill and just stare at these sort of new people who've walked in the door and they're going, right, nope, I'm not going in there. Nope, does not seem like a jolly place. Yeah. They hand out nooses as you go in and go, well, there we are. The Jolly Carter ticks over on the 22nd of May, 1826. The pub is pretty quiet as per usual. Mm. A stranger enters the bar at 5.30pm. Not a bad thing. They've just never seen this person before. Orders a beer. As one does in a pub. Sits at the bar, very quiet, stares into their beer. Doesn't drink it. Okay. Stares at it. Stares at it. Stares at it. 
A short time later, a man named Alexander McKean enters. Now, he is known to the pub landlord, to the pub owners. He is a draper by trade with a family business in Manchester. And he's often come to the pub to trade his skills or on jobs. His business not doing so well either. He has traded to the pub owners his silks and his fine teas and cotton. But he's really turned into more of a hawker. In recent times, just flogging whatever he can. Whatever he can find. (laughs) Yeah, so he's come to drown his sorrows and flog an old bit of flannel. He orders some beer. Alexander is known as Alec in the pub. He orders some beer and some bread and some cheese. How lovely. It doesn't talk to the other stranger at the bar. doesn't talk to anyone. Just stands there a bit staring straight ahead of him. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Mrs. Blears is serving today Martha. Her husband is away on business. But when she leaves the room, she notices that the two men at the bar, who are strangers to each other, suddenly start whispering. <gasps> Strike up a conversation. Now, how do we know Talking this? to a stranger? Ooh. No, such things aren't allowed. Well, talking to a stranger might be fine if you're in the pub and you're like, hello, we travelled far today, the weather is lovely. Would None like of that, some, no. Would you like some bread and some cheese? <laughs> no, 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 but they're whispering, they're whispering. <gasps> Scandalous. How could Mrs. Blears possibly know that? Well, she's obviously spying on them from the kitchen. <laughs> she's hiding underneath the bar, listening up. <laughs> as all good landladies should. She's actually described as nearly 50 and rather lusty. Oh. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, lovely as this would be if this was a hookup between the two guys. No, no, no. They're whispering to each other quite urgently. And then they stop when Mrs. Blears comes back in. And as I said, she knows Alex. She's never seen the other guy before. Mm. I was like, okay. Making a big show of being strangers. Not, oh, I do not know you, sir. Mm. <laughs> Alec asks when she returns quite anxiously, when, when is your husband Joseph home? I want to buy him a glass of whiskey. How kind. Very nice. But Joseph is in Manchester today. He won't be back until much later, not for a couple of hours. And, really? Alex says, really? Really? Not until much later. Oh, okay. Tell me, does your husband sleep soundly when he's got the liquor? <laughs> okay. Okay. I know this is a depressing pub, but this sort of chat is weird, even for me. <laughs> Whether she answers or not is unknown, but these two men continue sitting at the bar, drinking their beer, some of them not drinking their beer, picking at their beer and cheese for another two and a half hours. Okay. Nursing the one pint. <laughs> Mrs. Blue is standing there going, all right. Buy some more fucking cheese. <laughs> Until Joseph walks through the door about 8pm. Alex like, oh, thank God. And hurtles himself over to Joseph. Says he wants to buy him a whiskey. He wants to buy him some drinks. Come and sit with me. Joseph's like, okay. Okay. Great. His wife's kind of going, okay, these guys are weird. Maybe, maybe don't do that. No, shut up, wife. I will have some lovely whiskey. Alec buys Joseph whiskey after whiskey. Loads of rounds. He's also got wine and cider on the go. Joseph's Knocking it back. He's loving this. The chat, 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 chatting away about business. At one point, Joseph staggers up to go to the privy and Alec empties his own glass into <gasps> Joseph's. It's just his liquor. It's just the drink he was drinking, which was wine, pouring it into the whiskey and then fills up his own glass with water. Joseph comes back, <laughs> knocks that back. Absolutely hammered. Mm. Absolutely plastered. He's in a state of stupid intoxication. Uh-huh. It's now approaching midnight and Joseph is there. You're my best friend ever. <laughs> I love you. I love you. And I love this pub even though it's draining me dry. I don't like it. Hey, excuse me for a minute. And he staggers over to a couch in the bar area. Passes out. Nice. Absolutely passes out. It would later be said that Alex sort of saunters over to him, opens his mouth and pours more booze down his throat. <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> Joseph wakes up furious and then passes out again. Like, oh, was, oh yeah, lovely whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to sleep. So the landlord is now unconscious. It's midnight. And at this point, Alex says, also including the stranger at the bar, going, well, you know what? I think we should spend the night at the okay. pub. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's far too late to walk home. And the stranger at the bar named Michael says, yes, yes, just definitely. Let's stay the night. Let's all stay the night at this pub. Mrs. Blue is not keen. Hmm. She's like, you haven't said anything about spending the night here until this moment. I've not got anything ready. You're weird. Let's just mm, let's talk about this. I know you've spent a lot of money here, but this is I'm, I'm not comfortable. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. And she's sort of dissuading them going, no, no, no I don't think it's a good idea. And the two gentlemen go, oh, excuse me. And they go outside together for a few minutes nothing happens and then they come back in and go yes we've had a talk about it and we really don't want to walk home to manchester on a night like this for we have much money on our person okay so they're like we're, we're really flush with cash so we have to spend the night yeah. 
And Mrs. Blears probably is thinking, okay, these guys have actually spent quite a bit of money mm. in the pub. Well, one of them has, and one of them is now keen to spend the night with him. So, okay, look, I, I they're not going to be dissuaded and they're going to pay me. They're going to pay, absolutely. So fine. And my husband is being no help being unconscious <laughs> on the sofa. So fine, fine. She's like, okay, there is a room upstairs. The, the, our serving boy, 13-year-old William, his name is, he sleeps up in that room. You're going to have to share a bed up in that room and he's got the other bed. So if you're fine with that, fair enough. And she calls down their other servant, Elizabeth Betty Bate, the maid. <laughs> Does she have a feather duster? She is wielding She's several. She's wielding several feather dusters as she comes down the stairs. Oh, two gentlemen, excuse me while I get my backup feather dusters. <laughs> Now, it's not just that a maid walks into the room and I just went, oh, it's there we are. Yeah, you sure? Betty does play a crucial role in this story. Okay. Upstairs, the gentlemen go to this room. Now, young William is indeed sleeping in this room in the darkness in one of the beds and he stirs on hearing the maid entering the room and he sees her placing a candle on the windowsill between the two beds. And as he's waking up, he notices that the man who was with her, only one man, doesn't seem to be ready for bed. He's kind of tussling with Betty a little bit, you know, and she's saying, have done, let me alone, let me alone. Oh. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe he's trying to have a kiss, a kiss, yeah. steal a kiss from the maid, naughty man. But then he notices that the man has his arm around Betty, sort of around her shoulders and around her neck. Well, that's less good. And that he draws his hand across her neck and blood gushes out. Ooh. The man has slit Betty's throat. Well, that's very unnecessary. Strangled cry of murder falls to the ground. William leaps up and he sees the man there. He will later identify as Alexander. Only one of the two men. Alexander, and seeing the boy wake up, pins the boy to the bed and tries to smother him. Oof. The child might have been done for, but with her last strength... Betty, who is not dead, mm. manages to grab hold of Alexander and cause enough of a distraction that William can get out from under him and run from the room. Oh, God. As he runs from the room, he literally leaps over the banister of the mm. staircase down <laughs> to the stairwell below, is confronted with Michael, the other man from the pub. Michael swings for him, he ducks under his arms, he runs out of the pub, terrified, 13-year-old oh, boy. Absolutely petrified. Goes and hides in a ditch. Fair enough. I is, would too. Yeah. In the meantime, Mrs. Blears has heard the commotion upstairs, seen William run out of the, the room. Husband's no good to her. She runs up to the stairs and is confronted by Michael. Mm. Michael slashes at her with a knife. She manages to dodge it, but he still strikes her, pushes her to the ground, and he stabs her in the face. Oof. So deep that the handle breaks off in his hand and the blade remains embedded in her face. Oh, that's unpleasant. But she's alive miraculously survives. Michael pushes past her, runs out into the night. Mrs. Blears, Martha, gets up, heads out of the pub, screaming bloody murder, goes to her niece's house, is raising the alarm. William, who's been hiding in the ditch, mm. hears his mistress, runs out. Everyone is screaming in the street now, getting people together because of this horrible, yeah, horrible attack. On the so yes, drama! Yeah, much drama. Now the crowds who have gathered return to the pub. Alexander and Michael are gone. Yeah. You might have worked out that Alexander and Michael knew each other. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't know that they were brothers. Uh, that I didn't know. I confess. The McKean brothers. Oh. Having come into the pub going, okay, let's act like we don't know each other. You look very similar. <laughs> and you've been talking all night. Whispering, whispering, whispering when no one's around. <laughs> and then when people are around like, no, act like we don't know you. Yeah, yeah, stop talking to me. Now, as the people go into the pub, they see that poor Betty has crawled out of the room, oh, onto the landing, Betty. into the club rooms that are used quite regularly, but that is where she has died. Ooh. She has bled out. It's later said in one of the reports, the bloodstains on the club room floor, where Betty Bate had crawled to die, had dried into a distinct shape, clearly visible in profile, with the outline and features of a woman's face. Oh. Mouth, nose and eyes could be made out, as could the hair, and streaming from a slash across the throat, copious amounts of blood. Oh, Betty. That seems very unnecessary. Now, it seems that the McKeans had planned to rob the pub mm. for whatever cash was on the premises. The bar takings and also it was known that there was £30 on the premises from the various club takings from mm. the hiring of the room. £30, a huge amount of money. Not a huge but, amount. But... Mm. but if they had tried to rob the pub, why had they killed Betty? Yeah. Why go through all that? I mean, yeah, the, 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 the young lad and the and she was 
Betty were up upstairs, none the wiser to any of this, mm. could have just robbed the place and fucked off. Mm. Why go through the whole charade of murdering everyone inside? Indeed, people do think it. Oh. But now, a manhunt is afoot. Across the land, wanted posters are put up with a reward offering 50 guineas. The locals have raised that amount as well. Good for them. The villagers of Winton have all gone, no, we'll club together to find these murderers. Don't underestimate how big this manhunt was mm. because everyone in the locals are feeling like, no, we need to get these guys because they're on foot. They have run yeah. away and they're not unknown to people. It transpires. Alexander certainly is known and Michael works for him. He works in the Draper's companies. They have been hawkers who have been plying their business around the county. Mm. So everyone knows them and can recognise them. So these wanted posters are put out. Word spreads like wildfire. These guys have to be on foot. We are going to catch them soon. So everyone muster together. And it would transpire the brothers would spend the best part of a week hiding out in the countryside or hiding (laughs) wherever they could, trekking around on foot to avoid capture. And a week later, a week after the murders, they were spotted by a butcher on a road outside of Appleby in the early hours of the morning. So the butcher's, you know, often he's done his day's trading. Coming down the road, sees these two guys staggering along the road, (laughs) absolutely disheveled knackered stopping at a stream to sort of splash water on their face and their feet and it's like <laughs> but just like all right all right all right oh, heavy night was it lads <laughs> they're like, okay they're just tired they must have walked through the mm. night but later that butcher would go for a shave in his hometown of kirby and while he's in the barbers he looks up on the wall and he spots the wanted poster oh mm. and he cries out he's seen the men these are the men i've seen on the road so he runs probably covered in shaving foam yeah, as absolutely. well <laughs> and just with the, with runs out chasing after him <laughs> come back you you have to pay for that i haven't finished i haven't finished styling you your hair is a mess sir runs out and he finds the constable the local constable and says i have seen these wanted criminals they are on the road we must we must go and get them you must go and get them and apprehend them immediately now the officer is not maybe the bravest of folks because he says words to the effect his general demeanor is "Ooh, so these murderers these (laughs) these men who slit the throat of a young woman and stabbed a woman up in the face so the blade broke off they're in the vicinity and you want me to go on my own and go and get yeah, them. Yeah, to... you know what? Let's just see what happens. <laughs> I'm with him, to be honest. Constable, <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't want to go. The town folk are so furious with him that they say, we will report you to the magistrate if you do not get out on the road and catch Do him. your job. The police was like, fine, fine, I'll go. But I'm going to need reinforcements. He is going to need reinforcements, Nick. And who do you call on when you need reinforcements? Um, more police people? You would think. Oh, yes. No, if you don't have more police people. Or just general people in the village? There may be some people who could help you. Yeah. He goes to two locals. Okay. And the sort of professions that could only be a help in this situation. One is a pub landlord. Okay. Yep, yep. Liquor will help this get along. <laughs> and, obviously, the most noble of professions, an auctioneer. Right, yes, classic people for chasing people down. He has a gavel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They enlist, the constable enlists the services of this pub landlord, but the auctioneer is one Richard Faraday, later described as a spirited individual, and he is 100% up for this <laughs> it is like okay. his whole life has been leading this to this moment. moment absolutely he is there front and center shining up his gavel putting on his robes i will go and hunt these men down people <laughs> always wanted to be a constable i was forced into auctioneering <laughs> <laughs> i dreamed i dreamed as i looked out the window so these three walk off into the sunset Capes are fluttering. Capes are fluttering. <laughs> the constable being dragged like the cowardly lion. The auctioneer leading the way to pursue these murderers. <laughs> and I think that's time for a drink. Is it? I think it probably is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Nick, you have the three men. They're chasing down the street. Chasing them down the street. The constable kind of like, oh yeah, I'll catch up with you. <laughs> I'm just thinking sort of very sort of bizarrely Victorian Thor, man with a little hammer, <laughs> <laughs> leading the way down the lane. <laughs> he absolutely pictures himself like that. Oh, this, he is the noblest man in Britain right now. And I'm not joking that he is at the front. He is stormed ahead. Ooh. It is noted that he is way ahead of the constable running down the road to find them. And they're like, yeah, you totally do all the work. We'll be fine. We'll catch up with you. The pub landlord, there's no mention of what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he just is like just sipping liquor and like yeah this is great it's great I'll, I'll lend the muscle when you need it he's used to throwing people out of pubs well, yeah. yeah very true when yeah. it comes to it and so yes but Faraday has a plan he has a plan mm, God. he gets down the road and he spots them he spots them on the road to Appleby but Faraday's a smart man he mm. knows that he cannot show that he's recognised them and he cannot accost them true on true. his own in the street because the two behind him are no fucking use <laughs> he thinks okay I'm going to get past them get to a point where i can gather some support uh, okay so he <laughs> we can only assume that he walks past them going good day to you sir, day, sir. <laughs> with a big false massage even though they've never seen him before <laughs> he brought extra disguises as he wandered by he saunters by and he goes to the nearest pub after the point where they're walking which is called the uh, the coupland beck he goes into the pub damn there are no men in here ah I'm sure there's a bunch of women arm wrestling going, you know, we can help. No, no, we need men for this job. <laughs> Faraday goes out into the street and he grabs two workmen on the road, stonebreakers. And he's like, oh, you'll do. You'll do, absolutely. Hello, you're oiled up. And it's just <laughs> You've got about bigger that. hammers than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they've got bigger hammers. He's like, well, they may match up to the power of the gavel. <laughs> you, I'll hire you boys. It's fine. But your wages would just be honour. <laughs> brings them into the pub gathers who he can into the into the pub it's like hide hide behind the door and then the guys are walking up alex and michael alex is ahead of michael michael is probably dying on his feet now <laughs> dragging himself along and and faraday sort of positions himself outside the pub and i like to think that he's got like a pipe that's not lit <laughs> and just sort of you know uh, oh yes i shall read this newspaper that's upside down or something and he sees alex walk past and alex obviously is exhausted he is just looking haggard they all say that he looks haggard and completely disheartened and disheveled and he calls over sir sir you look tired can i buy you a drink on this hot morning <laughs> or words to that effect it's a hot day and he's like i just like yes oh that's so kind of you thank you so much and he's like yes please come into the pub and he goes into the pub and everyone pounces on him <laughs> jumps on him <laughs> it's like a huge pile drive get down <laughs> faraday announces during this very vocally you are a prisoner sir like, was like, we didn't need to say that. He's very clearly a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't fun, what we were doing. <laughs> but yeah, they bundle him up and like, shut the door behind them and go, okay, right, we need to do exactly the same thing with Michael when he's caught up. <laughs> so Faraday goes out like, mm-hmm, yes, okay, play it cool, guys, play it cool. And Michael approaches and gets level with the pub, but Alex somehow throws off his captors, breaks out or at least shouts out to Michael to warn them, going, it's a trap, it's a trap. Uh, Michael, apparently his face completely drains of colour, realising that they're going to be caught. And he decides to run at Faraday with an oak stick. Oh. Yeah. Now, whether he was carrying this as it was his walking stick along the line or he picked one up, a huge branch, a log, (laughs) and ran at Faraday and like launches a vicious attack Mm. that Faraday manages to dodge. Michael is scratching, biting, kicking 
all the way, but eventually the men overpower the brothers and they bind them. Faraday has caught the two mm. brothers. <laughs> what, the the, 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 pub cons- the constable just come out, they're coming out the street. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> lean out from behind the pub going, well done, it was a joint effort, clearly. Yes, I think we should split the reward mm. three ways. Faraday himself is awarded the 50 guineas. So as confident as he was, he was very brave. Yeah. And when no one else was going to be, he was like, no, it's fine. We've got we to bring these guys down. Good for so him. Good for him. He's the noblest man in Britain. The brothers are brought to stand trial at Lancaster Castle. Now, masses of people line the streets and the air was apparently filled with hooting and hissing <laughs> and maledictions against Ooh. the bloody murderers. Nice. Mm, I love a bit of hooting. We love a bit of malediction. Yeah, yeah. What would a malediction sound like? It's like a curse. Cursing and hooting. Who was the one hooting? Like an owl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a pigeon. Oh, no. (laughs) To wit, to woo. Yeah, that'll learn him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the men are almost entirely engulfed by the crowds to the point where one of the jailers, or sorry, one of the guards who is leading them to their trial shouts out to the crowd. and, And apparently he says... What would you have? Are not the men here safe in custody? And will not justice have its course with them? Would you commit a deed for which these unhappy men must very likely pay the forfeit of their lives? Mm, Very good speech. Now, it does have the desired effect. It makes the crowd die down and go, ooh, okay. Which is, which is very convenient, I think. I think in the actual real time, people will just be still throwing shit at everyone. <laughs> no, no. Or that everyone else died down and one person threw an egg and then the crowd go, let's attack them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like the stoning scene. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> but the men make it to the castle looking completely haggard and pale. Oh, in court, Alec was described as a man of about 30 with a countenance bordering on a smile. <laughs> bordering on a smile. It's mm. mm. quite mm. smugness. Smug. Michael's 25, five years his junior, described as very ill-favoured looking man. But both wore uh, a blue coat and black cravats to court. And also Matching. stripy, stripy waistcoats. Nice. Yes, yes, stylish. 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 Well, it was, it was said that they looked like tradesmen or journeymen of the time. So that was the style, of the, the style time. of the time. Both men plead not guilty. Mm. It's pretty freaking obvious they did it. Yeah. There's there's not really much arguing on it, but they still say not guilty. Witnesses are brought up. Mrs. Blears with her pretty cool massive scar. Yeah, with a knife still in her face. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to get that out. She comes up and details everything she saw. She details everything that the men ordered, what they said, what they did in the pub. Mr. Blears, Joseph, <laughs> takes a stand, does fuck all. Yes. Uh, what happened? Why am I here? <laughs> He's like, there, there was a murder? There was a murder? Oh, shit, man. He was unconscious for most of it and just going, oh, I, it's, I had yeah. whiskey and it was good. <laughs> uh, William Higgins, 13 years old, mm. takes the stand very, very courageously and he absolutely categorically states, Alexander McCoon, yeah. he cut her throat. I saw him. I saw him. I've seen all of this. There's no question. When Michael McKean is questioned, the younger of the brothers, he claims that the landlord invited them to stay. And it was the landlord who was drunk and violent in the pub. Alex supports this, but neither of them directly say he went and killed Betty. Yeah. And that he's responsible. But they say he was drunk and he was raging and he was he was fighting with people and that, that he attacked them as well. He hit them at one point and they had nothing to do with this. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Joseph was railing about the cost of the pub and how much it cost to run it. So, yeah, kill the maid, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, get your fortune that way. Mm. So Michael is very vocal about he had nothing to do with it and his brother... If he committed this act, he did not know about it. He did not condone it. It was all not planned in that way if Alex did kill the maid. Alex really says nothing. He just says that Joseph was violent towards them, but he doesn't deny the charge. He doesn't directly accuse anyone else. He is this quiet smugness all the way through, and it seems to enrage people. Yeah, I can imagine. What do you know? The trial is really focused on one thing. They, they, They feel very confident that Alex has killed Betty Bate. But why? This is true. Why Elizabeth? Why of all the people in there, did they choose to kill this maid? Mm. And really, from a legal standing, did Michael know Mm. what Alex was going to do? Did he know that he was going to kill Betty or anyone else in that house? Is he therefore complicit or did Alex go rogue? And Michael was just there for a robbery and it all escalated. Well, they were obviously plotting something. Mm. It is put to them about, well, Michael, why did you stab the landlady in the face yeah. if you weren't doing anything? And he was like, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. It must have been Alex who did it. 
Mm. No, she's going to remember who did that. Yeah, I think you would. It's one of the things you're not going to forget in a while. The judge said that the brothers had shown no malice against this poor woman that they knew of. So why kill her and no others in the pub? They even came about suggesting, did, did the men know Betty beforehand? Seems strangely targeted. Was it some sort of vendetta against her mm. rather than what we perceive it to be, a robbery of the pub, of yeah. a failing businessman going to another failing business, probably not your best match, but also one that's not really popularly frequented, mm. and trying to take their if money? He's, if he's been going there before, was, has she rejected his advances on well, previous, yeah, previous encounters. It's mm. a different spin on it, but people are were very troubled with why Betty, yeah, rather than anyone else in the pub, because they were almost saying in the in they did actually say in the courtroom saying if it was Joseph Blees, we completely understand. Joseph Blees in the courtroom going what what? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you could, because there'd be some sort of vague logical reason that he yeah. might have a, the key to the money or. They'll be able to run away with the takings and the money from the clubs and all that sort of stuff. So The strong box that he had with yeah. the money was on the ground floor. It wasn't up in the so, bedroom. yeah, you could almost understand it if it was the, the landlord or the landlady potentially because then there would be a financial mm. gain in that case. But yeah, for just for the maid who is just, there's your bed. <laughs> yeah. The jury take just five minutes to return a guilty verdict for both brothers. The men would go to the gallows on the 21st of August and their bodies would be donated for dissection. They would not have Christian burial. Absolutely. Michael repeatedly asserted that he did not know what his brother was going to do and that he had no part in the murders. As I said, he denied stabbing Mrs. Blears and blamed his brother for that, which seemed to contest with the witness statements. Mm. It would also later emerge in the court reports that he had been unreasonable to women having left two ladies pregnant outside of wedlock. And there was one bit of the court reportings where they tried to get him to admit to a murder that had happened a couple of years beforehand, which I sort of took with a pinch of salt. Yeah. I didn't look into it because it seems like the same sort of thing of like, oh, we've got you for this. Could you just admit to this unsolved murder? Make our lives a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Alex confessed that he did kill Betty, yeah. but he never gave his reasons for why. The prison chaplain who counselled him, the people who came to him, were obsessed with why. You need to tell us why. The only reason he ever gave was that he was drunk. Uh, I mean, I've been drunk a few times. (laughs) And I've not done that. As I said, both men would go to the gallows together. They were hanged at the same time. The brothers shook hands just before the drop. But the story, gruesome as it was did make the pub so famous yeah. that business soared. <laughs> I'm sure it did. And the Blears ended up living happily ever after. <laughs> Probably. Probably, yes. <laughs> With everyone paying two pence to come see the murder room. Pretty much. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but there you go. That is the story of the yeah. murderous McKean but brothers. Why? Why? Yes. What did Betty ever do to anyone? It's a curious one, that. There's lots of lovely yeah. detail because the, the court report was, was published in a book and beautifully covered by um, Lancaster Castle where they have yeah. so many of the troll um, transcripts and their own write-ups of it. So it's a wonderful resource there. But it's a weird one because mm. it's very much positioned as a robbery, but it feels like there's a whole it other really undercurrent yeah. of, of why Betty. But why did he go in and say, "Is you, does your husband pass out when he's on the liquor? Do you remember he says that Yeah, the absolutely. So he obviously wants the husband out of the way and not making a fuss if he if they do... Well, I mean, his idea is to just get the husband drunk and then it's easier to either rob his key from him or, mm. or threaten the wife or do something like that without having uh, this chap in, intervene. So yeah. get, get him pissed out of his head and, and unconscious, then and takes it, one obstacle out of the way. It figures that if they did that, then he would be chatting away and that the boys would be able to ascertain, oh, have you had some of the societies in mm. this week? Right, that means there's money in the strong box and blah, blah, blah. But then you go upstairs to go to your bedroom yeah. and Why? Betty gets her throat cut. Yeah, that's Well, maybe that was... Were they real psychopaths where they were like, okay, now we know he's unconscious. We're just going to one by one kill just all the kill staff. Everyone. But then I see if he's been, he's been at the pub many times before. So, I mean, this this whole thing, like a big old staking out of the place. I mean, that gives them a lot of credit for... Yeah. So Michael had never been there before. No one knew who Michael was. Yeah. He was but the brother. other one. The other, the yeah, other one. Ali, the other one had been the one there he, frequently, he yeah. Or kill Betty, yeah. Had something happened with him and Betty? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is he, yeah, on one of his previous visits, he's made some advances advances, and then been rebuffed or something like mm. that. And then he's taken umbrage at his 
the rejection. It's a weird thing, maybe putting too much drama or reading into it too much, but why not? <laughs> that Michael was so desperate, like, I didn't know what my brother was doing. He, mm. he wanted out of it. He was like, oh, you know, it's very clear that Alex did this. And I had no idea about it. And he protested this right up until the end. He was like, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Alex did not give anyone the satisfaction of yeah. saying, he, he, he admitted that he killed Betty, but he didn't say why. He didn't say whether he was trying to rob the place. He didn't say whether it was Betty had done anything. He didn't say it was an accident. All he said he was drunk. He was very. He had been drinking all day. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, it's curious. Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the story of the McKean brothers? What went on in the Jolly Carter pub that night? Do you think there is a backstory to this, or do you think it was just an opportunist crime that went? very badly wrong yeah, and that they're idiots and we're crediting them with too much <laughs> intelligence. Essentially, yes. And that Alex was literally going, I was drunk. I don't know what I did. I had too many feather duster clusters that evening. <laughs> so I can't handle my Calvados. Very <laughs> tickled with booze. Jump on the comments of wherever you listen to this episode and on social media to tell us what you think and to share your theories with us and with each other. But if you are going to share your theories and discuss this case, you must, you must, you must mix up a feather duster cluster. Oh, yeah, no, it just worked very nicely. It, it's gone. It's gone, absolutely. It went very quickly. That's the fastest <laughs> so- you've drunk something in a very long time and that, that, I'm really impressed with that I thought it was going to be one of those mm. ones which would be like uh, there's too much going on like, like, nice like it delicious delicious so the rest will be out on Friday mm. do let us know if you get a chance to mix one up let Ooh. us know what you think but yeah very much recommended as you said make a good punch make a picture of it invite some friends around all listen to the poisonous cabinet in absolute silence <laughs> <laughs> just chipping away your sugary crust <laughs> Isn't that how all good evenings are spent with friends? (laughs) (laughs) Mix up your cocktails and tag us in any photos of any cocktails you are enjoying. And if you're listening to The Poisonous Cabinet at any point, tag us in a photo. Tell us where you're listening and why. And why. (laughs) Why are you here? Why are you here? What are you doing? Why are you here? What brought you here? We'd love to know. We love to see where everyone is listening to the show. We love to see where you're from. And send us more suggestions of stories that we can cover, especially into the winter. And anything for Christmas or for the festive season that we may not have covered before, Mm. we would love to hear your suggestions. If you haven't already, come and join us on Patreon. And we're also going to be away next week into the beautiful, beautiful county of Suffolk. Me and Nick are taking a little mini break with Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. So we're asking people for suggestions of anything that we should absolutely see and do in Suffolk or stories that we could investigate while we're there. Thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisonous cabinet. We will see you next week and remember your loved ones are trying to kill you Bye.